Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I am the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. And we are very thankful that you would take the time to either listen or watch, whether you're listening on any of the major podcasting platforms or watching on YouTube. As always, I always want to encourage you to make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss any of our new content that we put out each week. And right now we are in a series about Lent because we are in the Lenten season that leads up to Easter. And um, for any of you who have kind of uh, jumped in partway through, the way that we've been defining Lent over the past several weeks is as a period of grief that necessarily ends with a great celebration of Easter. So in essence, we're preparing believers in Christ, followers of Christ for Easter by things like um, prayer, Mortifying the flesh, which involves things like uh, fasting, abstinence, kneeling, um, repentance of sins, almsgiving, simple living, and self-denial. So it's just kind of a season of scaling back so that we can um, renew our focus on God and kind of really hone in on that Easter message that we're heading towards. So today we're going to be delving deeper into something called fasting, which we talked a little bit about with Pastor Shar um, when we spoke about um, Lenten sacrifice. But today I'm joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Brad Kendall, who is going to tell us more about fasting. So I guess... What is fasting? We'll start there with something simple and big. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So as you, as you're saying all this, Kevin, uh, I'm I'm thinking, wow, this, <laughs> this is this is an invitation to something. This sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's super <laughs> the, fun, right? <laughs> uh, an invitation to grief. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, which is usually not something we're invited into. Usually, grief right. is something that is kind of forced upon us. Right. By yeah. 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 You know. Um, so, I a couple of thoughts just as I'm before we get to the fasting piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I I've shared this with some people recently. I recently had a, a conversation with a pastor friend, and uh, he was telling me about he he was going to perform the wedding ceremony. Uh, for his daughter, and her daughter was marrying someone who was not a Christian. And um, uh, biblically speaking, that's that's not a great idea. But he he was like, well, you know, if I don't do the wedding, someone else is going to do it, and and I think I can speak into this wedding, and and also, you know, I'm going to be this guy's father-in-law, hopefully till death do, <laughs> do them part. You know, so uh, he he. He said, "Yes, I'm going to do that," and 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 pastors end up having to do that. You, you know, you can you can um, uh, win a battle but lose a war if, sometimes in ministry. And so, uh, so he chose to do that. And this this young man was uh, having a conversation with his future father-in-law, who would be performing the wedding, and um, <clears throat> he said to the pastor, "He said, you know, I just want to make your daughter happy." And uh, my buddy said something interesting, and it's just kind of been ringing in my ears lately. Uh, he, he said, well, I'm grateful that you want her to be happy, but I want you to know that happiness is not my main hope for her. Mm. And he, he said, you know, in fact, there are probably 10 things I long for her to have that, and happiness isn't maybe even in the top 10. And, uh, and he said, you know, the first thing I want for her is I want her to be holy. Mm. 
And and so, you know, and there are a number of things you you know I wanted to be faithful. I you know, but that that holiness piece is is kind of a lost art when we think about what it means to be alive. Mm. And uh, we so often uh, want to lean toward you know. There's nothing we can ever do to be saved by Jesus. He's provided it all. So I just, you know, sit in my living room in the waiting room for heaven and I just don't have to do anything. <laughs> and and yes, uh, we are saved by grace through faith. But throughout the scriptures, God says to his people, um, I'm holy. I want you to be holy. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to be holy because he loves us so much. Mm-hmm. Holiness is born out of the goodness of God and it's part of his great desire for us. And and holy, so what is holiness? Holiness, holiness means uh, something that's holy is, is set apart for a, a, a sacred purpose, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, we've, I've talked about this uh, hopefully enough times so that if you're here at Faith, you, you you know how to define this. I hope you do. Um, if you don't, uh, holiness is to be set apart for a sacred purpose, and and so uh, and and that that being set apart um, is sometimes involves a, a cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Jesus was very specific. You know, if you want to find your life, you have to lose your life. Um, Apostle Paul says, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. You know, these are, these are things that just move through the scriptures. And, and there's a passage that I, I, I want, I'd love to share with you. Um, and it, I'm going to get to fasting here in a second, but it all, it all kind of goes, there. <laughs> it, it all goes along with this idea of holiness. Mm-hmm. So the Apostle Paul in, in Philippians 3, he says, verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ. Okay. Uh, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you'd agree. I want to know Christ. He says, yes, to know the power of his resurrection. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to know the power of his resurrection. Wow. That'd be an amazing thing to know. Absolutely. But then Paul, who gets, who knows the story of God and knows the scriptures and knows uh, the suffering of Christ, he says, um, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him mm. in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. You know, and then he, he, he continues, and he continues in a vein that recognizes that we have participation in this life with Christ mm-hmm. and there is effort involved yeah, yeah. like in any relationship so he says not that I've already attained this uh, or arrived at my goal he says but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me he took hold of us for a holy purpose brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I, I mention all that to say that 
this idea that you know uh, our, our fundamental goal in life in general is to be happy mm-hmm. is is not necessarily biblically supposed to be the fundamental goal mm-hmm. the fundamental goal is to know the father eternal life is knowing the father and Christ the son and we do that through the spirit um, and in so doing there we, we are part of the dance we we there there in 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 oh, I, I have a number of metaphors going through my brain here <laughs> but um, in, in so doing we have volition we we participate in this and the participation is not always easy no. okay and uh, so fasting is all throughout the scriptures and there are a number of reasons um, that why we do it okay so what is fasting um, you know biblically speaking the, the best way to think of it is fasting is refraining from food mm-hmm. okay so um, when we fast uh, we um, throughout the scriptures uh, when they fasted they fasted from food there is a unique time when Moses fasted from food and water um, Jesus we know fasted uh, he calls his disciples to fast etc and so fasting is is all throughout the mm-hmm. scriptures Old Testament um, and New Testament Old Testament New Testament and and admittedly you know I'm, I'm the one who talks the most <laughs> to to the church uh, we don't talk about it enough Mm-hmm. And yet, I, I'm grateful that uh, throughout church history, God has given the church a calendar year um, that uh, reminds us, hey, there are certain things important that you need to pay attention to. Um, one of those seasons is Lent. Mm-hmm. And, and Lent is, is a series of, is a, is a season of fasting. And, you know, they're all, anyway, I can... <laughs> I can go on and on and on. I'm a pastor. Uh, so fasting is, is, biblically speaking, fasting from food. That said, um, there can be all different types of abstaining mm-hmm. from something. Um, and, we, and we, you know, we see that in the way ancient Israel organized um, their life. They said yes to things and no to things mm-hmm. uh, throughout their, their lives. And, and we're called to say yes to, no, yes to things and no to things. Mm-hmm. Well, and an example that's prominent on my mind right now is uh, yesterday, the day after, uh, or not the day before we aired this episode, but the day before we recorded it, mm-hmm. um, our staff took part in a silent retreat, yeah. and so we fasted from sound. We yeah. turned our phones off. We fasted from um, sound and from speaking together, but we were together, and so it was just kind mm-hmm. of an interesting way of going without. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... In the Bible, when uh, various figures, including Jesus, are fasting, why are they doing that? Like, what are they mm-hmm. accomplishing by abstaining from food for a time? Sure. So, uh, there are a number of different reasons, but let's start with the most important one. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing in the Christian life is worship, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, in, in fasting, we are saying no to things so that um, we can say yes to God as the one who has the ultimate value in our life. And, you know, it's interesting when you, so Jesus 
famously fasted for 40 days in the desert before he began his public ministry. Mm -hmm. And so what happened in those 40 days? We don't really know. We know that he was tempted by the enemy. Um, We know, interestingly, that after the fast, angels came and attended to him. Um, One of the Gospels gives us that. Um, I think fundamentally, when, when Jesus went to the desert, he went there to worship. Mm. And and he said he said I'm I'm going to a different space a different place mm-hmm. and I'm saying no to food so I can say yes to God in a unique season mm-hmm. and so I think when when we fast um, we have to start with this is us I'm saying no to something so that I can say a, a bigger yes to God and and you know the the food thing is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. There are different types of fast, but the, the, the food thing is an interesting one because uh, I, I heard someone recently say I, regarding fasting, um, you know, wait, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. <laughs> yep. You know, it's, that's so true. And, you know, spiritually thinking, uh, speaking, um, th- there is something about the, the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not just for men, but for women. Um, that is is important to us and to learn actually that we can say no is um and say no to this so we can say a a a deeper yes to god in other circumstances is important now i would like to add another thing though um fasting is also a part of um self-discipline And that's another thing that I think we miss sometimes in in Christianity. Um, in, in the Apostle Paul gets to it there, talking about um, stri- striving, straining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there uh, part of God has done every; He's done absolutely everything necessary mm-hmm. so that we can be saved. But I. You know, like in any loving relationship, there is self-discipline required in the relationship that strengthens and deepens the relationship. So, for example, um, uh, my wife Jill and I, uh, Mondays is date day for us. And so on Mondays, we say no to a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. They've um, said no to me so many times on Monday. <laughs> you know, the, we, uh, I it, just, no. <laughs> we, 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 we uh, you know, it, some people might find it frustrating because we say, you know, they might invite us to certain things and so forth. And sometimes we can say yes, but most of the time we say no uh, to invitations on Mondays so we can say yes to being together. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and self-discipline is like that. Um so when it comes to food, for example, um, Lent is kind of a wonderful invitation to say, hey, for a season, see what it's like mm-hmm. to say no to certain things. Right now, I'm saying uh, no <laughs> different. My Lenten journey changes every year, um, but dietarily, um, one of the things I'm saying no to is refined sugar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, I have a sweet tooth that <laughs> won't quit. 
Uh, I I love sweets. So this means no ice cream. Right, no ice cream. Yeah. That's a hard thing. The for whole you. deal. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so me learning that I can say no. Yeah, is is actually a wonderful gift I've discovered every year um, when it comes to stuff like this, like like food, um, to realize, uh, yeah, this I I can say no to that, and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and learning that I'm going to be okay when I say no to things that somehow in my brain I've convinced myself that I need. I don't really need refined yeah. <laughs> sugar, actually. It's, it's actually damaging. Um, and so it's, it's helpful in fasting to say, no, now I forget your original question. <laughs> well, I was kind of talking about what's the biblical importance. So yeah. I guess another way yeah. of rephrasing the question is you've often, uh, you've been saying, um, we say no to something to make space for a bigger yes. Right. What is the yes that either mm-hmm. you have experienced or that uh, different biblical writers have experienced um, as a result of spending time fasting? Yeah, so so the yes is is many yeses, ultimately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a yes, um, a, a yes to God. Um, it's the fundamental yes is, Lord, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like the key to the whole Christian life right there. Um, and so fasting is a discipline that, that trains us in holiness and reminds us that God is all we need. Now, God has given us food and he, he doesn't want you know, to starve us. Um, he wants us to live and thrive and etc. Be healthy and all that. What's that? And be healthy. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Body, mind, and spirit, absolutely. Um, but fasting ultimately is creating space in our world so that I say, you know what, I th- what we do <laughs> isn't what we do mostly uh, put things into our, our um, world, our personal life and so forth, because sometimes we just think God's not enough. Mm-hmm. I need to have, you know, Netflix and I need to have my phone and I need to have these things. I need to have all these things because God's not going to be enough. And um, and so taking some of these things away, you realize, ha, ah, I'm going to God is enough, and I've created space so that God and I can can more deeply interact in a way rather than me adding to the relationship all this other stuff that necess- isn't necessarily helpful to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the biblical or personal reasons that a person might go into a time of fasting? Mm -hmm. Um, Because fasting happens in and out of Lent. This can be something that you do at any time of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. September. Right, right, right. Um, So what was the first part of the question? So what are some of the reasons that people might um, seek fasting? Yeah. Well... Like I've 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 le- uh, read a lot of people who have talked about fasting as a time of uh, when they have a big decision to make. And oh, they I need see. I see. Clarity on um, mm-hmm. they need you know divine clarity on making a big decision on sure, sure, job sure. stuff or sure. you know family circumstances. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so we take um, take the biblical example of Jesus in the desert. Um, he 
he went there because he was going to begin that three-year period uh, of, of his public ministry, Cross and Resurrection. And he knew that to do what was next, he needed um, to worship God. He needed to say that Jesus needed self-discipline. I, I'm not sure I want to go there. But he, he needed for a season to say no to something because he wanted to hear well from God mm-hmm. um, and make sure that he was hearing well. Mm-hmm. Um, from, forgive me, from the Father. Um, Jesus is God, the Father is God, you know. But the, the Son wanted to hear the voice of the Father so well. And so he said no to eating. I'm going away. I'm fasting from, you know, not just eating, but, you know, time with other people and mm-hmm. so forth. And so that I can discern mm-hmm. um, well. And, you know, did Jesus need to discern? Yes. Um, he, he only did what he saw his father doing, he mm-hmm. says. And so Jesus had a will that he sought to always align with the Father. We have a will, and uh, our greatest joy actually will come from aligning our will with God's will. And so finding times in our world where, especially when something big's coming up, it's important to uh, maybe go into a season of fasting and say, I'm not going to do that now because I want to make sure I hear well and discern well. Um, there, there's an, a unique instance in Mark 9 mm-hmm. um, where the disciples are trying to cast out a demon and they can't. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, in some translations, and I, I just did some research on this, it's fascinating, some translations, the older translations say, this kind, this kind of demon can only be cast out with prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is, um, th- this is a variant in, um, in translations since, like the writing of the King James a version of the Bible, there have come other texts, uh, manuscripts that are older than what the King James Version had access to and real, realized that some of the older um, didn't, didn't have uh, the, the uh, didn't have fasting in there. Interesting. Yeah. And so the NIV, the New International Version right now, only says prayer. Okay. But that is not to say that prayer and fasting don't always go together because they are coupled right. together. Um, and what is prayer? Prayer is a dialogue with, with, the, with the Father. Um, and, and, and fasting is, is part of it's saying no, so I deepen the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've talked about in this series as it pertains to Lent is that Lent is not something that's biblically prescribed. It's right. a series of traditions that are structured towards orienting our heart towards mm-hmm. Easter. Um, Part of that is, like you you were saying, either it's not necessarily an invitation to a really happy, joyful time. Mm-hmm. It culminates in a very joyful celebration, um, but a lot of the preparation of it is a more somber time that's more about holiness mm-hmm. than it is happiness. So what is the function of fasting in Lent? 
it happens in a lot of different ways in a lot of different traditions um, around the world. Um, but what's kind of the main focus of fasting in Lent? Mm, I, I would say the it's a great gift to realize I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. And we are, you know, we, we live this side of heaven in the reality that we've been, we are sinners who've been made saints. It's the same coin. One side's we are saints, one, the other side's we are sinners. Mm -hmm. The reality is we are sinners. Um, our sins were such that the very Son of God had to die so that we might be rescued, so we might be saved. And so um, it is a benefit for me to move through this season and recognize the the suffering of Christ and you know in small ways um, as I fast I say you know what um, I'm reminded now as, as I'm you know struggling because I want a bowl of ice cream uh, <laughs> to remember okay there, there's a deep a deep reality that moves through uh, our lives in recognizing that um, my suffering is just is so small compared to the suffering of Christ. And it's a great gift for me um, in, in the church to go through seasons like Lent where we are reminded. You know, a lot of, a lot of churches don't even want to celebrate Good Friday. They just want to get to Easter, mm, yeah. which is a shame because the, the Good Friday is the, the suffering of the cross is absolutely important to the journey of the Christian life. Mm -hmm. So then uh, another question I would ask is, is fasting ever required of believers, either during Lent or just mm -hmm. generally speaking? Is it something that I have to do at some point in my Christian walk? It's, it's not prescribed in the way that you cannot be saved unless you fast. Right. <laughs> okay. So that, that's not in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, but in the same way, you know, uh, Kevin, can you uh, survive the next many years um, without exercising? Well, yeah. But you're going to miss out. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you are not actually literally making your muscles suffer <laughs> right <laughs> um and and so you're you're, you're gonna get flabby <laughs> yeah we'll both get flabby if we never exercise yeah and so it's 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 vital it's it's to our benefit um to recognize you know i don't have to be comfortable all the time god's i love this quote from pastor rick warren you know god's more interested than your in your character than he is your comfort mm, yeah and, and fasting is one of the ways our character is molded as well. Yeah. And I would also say that it's almost harder to fast in our day and age than it was 2,000 years ago. In some ways. Could be, yeah. Because, I mean, we yeah. have so much... Food is so easy to get sure. comparatively. Yeah. Um, so in a lot of ways, I think it's harder for us to understand the value of fasting mm -hmm. because we're further removed from it. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say that 
you know, it's fasting is not a requirement of salvation. I would say it's a, biblically speaking, it's a recommended spiritual practice mm-hmm. or a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I, I guess that kind of leads to the next question: is if if a person, if a Christian has never fasted, what's the best way to do that? Like, do you just jump into a forty day fast? Yeah. Do you fast for one meal sure. in a week or something uh-huh. like that? Or you know, mm-hmm. if you if this is something you've never done, how do you begin? Where do you begin? Sure. Well, uh, the, I'll tell you how I, how I began. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, it, it, a season of fasting really began with me taking Lent seriously mm. years ago. Uh, my, the church I grew up in never talked about Lent. Um, but uh, in, in my adult life, um, I discovered it. The churches I led discovered it. And so um, it was kind of a, um, all right, Ash Wednesday, boom. I, I'm going to say no for a season of time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to say, here's a starting point, and here's an ending point. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then something doable within that. Um, and I've, I've learned over time that I'm, I'm able to, to, to do without far more than I thought. Mm. And so maybe you start simple, um, like different food fasts I've done over time. You know, I, before I got into Lent, so to speak, uh, (laughs) I would, I'd try to 24 hour fast with a group of people and, and that was hard at the time. Um, over time, I've learned that that's very doable. Yeah. Um, and during Lent, you know, I I think maybe I started the first one and just said no desserts for Lent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's interesting is, uh, so traditionally throughout the church history, uh, Sundays or the Sabbath day is considered often kind of a a mini Easter. Mm-hmm. So during Lent, you have every week a mini Easter on on Sunday. Yep. And so you can go off your fast. Yep. <laughs> that, that's kind of helpful in the beginning mm-hmm. um, because you're like, oh, at least at least I can have a bowl of Sounds ice cream. Truly on. Forty days instead of forty six right. by including right, Sundays. right, 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 yep. right. Yeah. So so that's that's kind of helpful. I would say just start, and if you stumble and fall, you know that that's fine. Yeah. That God doesn't love you more or less depending upon your fast. Yeah. This is this is something for you, but it's you know. It's not to, your salvation is not dependent upon it. Um, God, God's always near you. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a, a wonderful journey of worship. You know, yeah, I can talk and talk yeah. about it. When fasting doesn't always mean no food at all. Right. It, it often means I'm saying no to meat or I'm saying no sure. to the specific food group or refined sugars right. or desserts. Um, mm-hmm. Some people may say, I'm just going to eat smaller portions or something mm-hmm. like that than yeah. they normally do. So it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So Can I share one thing I'm doing yeah. right now, which it's, it's kind of just fun and very easy for, I think, a lot of people maybe. When I get home from work, I, I take my phone and I put it uh, where I charge it at night. And I... Do my very best <laughs> not to yeah. touch it again before, right before bed. I look at it just to make sure I didn't get anything from the kids that I need to attend to. But uh, that's been one little thing mm-hmm. that has been very freeing for me. Yeah, uh, and and I, 
that's a simple one you can try, and I think, you, I think you'd enjoy it, actually. So if you're trying to contact Pastor Brad and he's not answering very quickly, <laughs> that's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's put his phone away for good reasons. Yeah. So any other uh, comments that you'd like to make on fasting or on Lent as a whole? Hmm. I'll, 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 I'll put it this way. Um, I'll end here. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to summer camp. Mm-hmm. Summer camp was a week long, well, five days really. And I loved it because we were up in the mountains. We were in a different space. And that particular place was designed to grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. And all the, the stuff that we were used to, you know, was taken away so that we could grow closer to God. Mm. And I used to love that. I would look forward to that week every year because all that stuff was taken away. So it was, I'm going to focus more on my love of God and God's love for me. And I've discovered over the years that Lent has become like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, as, even though we're invited into grief, I get that. It's, it's also... Uh, it's kind of like summer camp in that <laughs> things are taken away so that you fall more in love with God uh, and, and you realize more how, God, how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've lately been calling Lent summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to Lent every year more and more mm-hmm. because of all that I just said. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful gift. I love that you said that. I don't think I'll be able to see it as summer camp because we've had so much snow. But, um <laughs> I love this. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. So thank you for joining us today. Um, as always, if you have questions as a viewer or as a listener, please email me. Uh, my email address is listed in the uh, description of the episode. So please feel free to contact us about any questions, comments you have, or any ideas of what you'd like mm-hmm. to see on future episodes of the podcast. We will be in a series about Lent for another couple weeks through Holy Week, and then we'll be moving on to some other things that We'll tell you about when we get there. So thank you again for uh, joining us, Pastor Brad. And thank you all for joining us as well. Have a wonderful and blessed day. See y'all.